Welcome to episode 43 of You Are Not A Frog, COVID boredom. What should we do? Welcome to You Are Not A Frog, the podcast for GPs, doctors and other busy professionals in high stress jobs. Even before the coronavirus crisis, many of us were feeling stressed and one crisis away from not coping. We felt like frogs in boiling water, overwhelmed and exhausted. But this has crept up on us slowly, so we hardly noticed the extra long days becoming the norm. And let's face it, frogs generally only have two choices. Stay and be boiled alive or jump out of the pan and leave. But you are not a frog. And that's where this podcast comes in. You have many more options than you think you do. It is possible to be master of your own destiny and to craft your life so that you can thrive even in the most difficult of circumstances. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Morris, GP, turned executive coach and specialist in resilience at work. I work with doctors and other organisations all over the country to help professionals and their teams beat stress and take control of their work. I'll be talking to friends, colleagues and experts, all who have an interesting take on this, so that together we can take back control to survive and thrive in our work and lives. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours. Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash get your life back. And this week, I'm really pleased to welcome Dr. Caroline Walker back onto the podcast. Caroline and I have been doing some joint podcasts over the COVID crisis. And Caroline hosts the Joyful Doctor podcast. And she is an NHS psychiatrist and a coach as well. And she really specialises in the well-being of doctors. In this episode, Caroline and I are discussing COVID boredom, why we are feeling it and what we can do about it. I have noticed that at this time in life, I'm incredibly busy, yet I'm incredibly bored as well. And I have been tempted to take up all sorts of different things to try and, I I don't know, get, get some stimulation, relieve the boredom, get some excitement back into life. But actually, this can make us feel really stressed. And so sometimes the answer to being bored isn't to add more and more layers into an already busy life. It's actually to give us something that's going to challenge us and to learn something new. So Caroline and I have a really interesting discussion about how to add a bit more depth to life, how to get out of this COVID boredom, even in the face of COVID busyness. I hope you enjoy this episode. So it's brilliant to be able to do another podcast with Dr. Caroline Walker, who is the joyful doctor. Caroline, just introduce yourself. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to be back. Yes, I'm Caroline Walker. I am the founder of The Joyful Doctor. I'm a psychiatrist by background and I specialise in the health and well-being of doctors. And I'm Dr. Rachel Morris. I'm a GP by background. I'm now a specialist in well-being and resilience and I host the You Are Not A Frog podcast and I've created the Shapes Toolkit training for professionals in high-stress jobs all around resilience and productivity. So Caroline and I, throughout COVID, have been sort of combining podcasts to do some joint stuff to support doctors and any professional who's working in a high-stress job through this time, whether you're on the front line or whether you're supporting people from home 
virtual working from home. And just to say, it's right at the beginning of July. And so we are just on the brink of starting to come out of lockdown a little bit. So people are are doing a lot more. Certainly the roads are a lot busier, I noticed this morning when I took my car for its MOT. Caroline, what have you noticed happening? Yeah, definitely the world is sort of coming out of its hiding place a little bit, isn't it, at the moment? I've noticed with that there are a little bit more anxiety about what might be to come. I think a lot of people wondering how this is all going to play out, you know, what's going to happen next, and a lot of uncertainty still. So it's by no means an easy time, although it is quite nice to have a little bit more freedom. I think I'm seeing, yeah, a mixture of emotions around lockdown easing at the moment. I certainly noticed that anxiety. My daughter had to go back into her school to pick some stuff up and she hasn't been to school since since March and she was very anxious about it. And it was just going to pick up a, and she get a bag. She couldn't tell me why she was anxious, but I think all of us having these slightly weird feelings of all that stuff we did before lockdown, which was completely normal, like getting on a train. It's now like quite a big deal, it feels like. Definitely. And that's really normal. If you're feeling like that, please don't worry. It's And I've been feeling it too. We all have, I think, that we're, we're creatures of habit. And I think we get used to living a certain way. And it doesn't take very long for us to get unused to it again. So, you know, it only takes a week or two of not doing something. And then the next time you do it for the first time, it can feel a bit strange. So that quickly goes away once you do it a few more times. Mm. So just keep sort of doing the next right thing. Do Keep doing your normal things and, and it will start to feel a bit more normal again. So one thing I've noticed in myself, and I know that you say you've noticed perhaps in yourself and lots of other people, is boredom. And it's really interesting to me that we're talking about boredom now, when at the beginning we were talking about stress and anxiety and everyone working really hard. And I I don't think that it's that people aren't working as hard because I think they absolutely are or probably working actually even harder because when lockdown first happened, there was, you know, a lot of stuff just disappeared for a bit. But I know I've been feeling just a combination of fed up, bored, restless, a bit anxious, just something's not quite right. And I can't often put my finger on it. Is that normal? (laughs) Is that common? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, boredom is a really common emotion that we all experience from time to time. And a lot of us are experiencing right now. It tends to happen... um, when you're sort of not as meaningfully engaged in what it is that you're doing. And so that can even happen when you're doing something that you might think is really meaningful. So like a job that you love. Um, for example, we see this a lot in anaesthetists or GPs who, you know, who do a job where it's, it is incredibly meaningful to be able to save people's lives, help people with their health, you know, connect with other human beings. But actually when you're doing the same thing repeatedly for a long time, or even if it is quite stressful and, me- and meaningful, and challenging it can still get boring so yeah we've seen it a lot appearing throughout lockdown for people that just getting a bit kind of fed up with the sameness of things even if what they're doing is quite challenging in itself so it's the repetitiveness and the fact that often we're in the same environment day after day after day whatever we're doing there's no variety yeah, I mean, and we need we need we need challenge, and we need variety as human beings. I mean, we are creatures of habit, as I mentioned before, so we do like a bit of sameness, but actually, too much sameness can get 
too much so yeah so a simple thing could be you know you just the way you drive to work or your daily routines just changing one little thing you know drinking your cup of tea from a different hand one day or something like that can just really like oh okay yeah it can feel very strange but it just sort of makes you yeah think of it differently and engage with what you're doing in a bit of a different way so yeah Yeah. it's about I think it's about two things I think it's about meaning like are we actually interested in what we're doing are we attached to the meaning of what we're doing in that moment Um, and it's about challenge is it challenging enough you know or is it too challenging because that can be that can cause boredom as well can I just start by talking about meaning because I think a lot of us if you asked us do you have meaning in your job said yeah absolutely what I'm doing is really important but it's I think in lockdown it's quite hard to connect with that meaning particularly when we're seeing people virtually all the time because for me it's all about interacting with people and being able to see results and see changes in their life and stuff and that's just a bit more difficult to do online and I know that I've been talking to lots of GPs who they're having to see all their patients online and even though they're giving the same service the meaning has gone out the job and it I guess it's just a little bit more distant yeah and you the thing is you can still get that meaning and connection but you have to work a lot harder to do it so I know as a therapist and a psychiatrist when I'm working with patients one-to-one virtually I have to really work to notice those moments when perhaps they're about to get you know bit more tearful or perhaps something's just hit a chord a bit more Mm -hmm. I have to work much harder to sort of pick up on those cues that normally face to face would just come very naturally and we just pick up on without even thinking about it so it's quite tiring and I think working in that way patient after patient after patient after patient to work to keep that level of engagement and meaning in your work it's too much Mm -hmm. so we end up not doing it And that's when we feel more disconnected and we're just kind of almost like robotic or like on autopilot. And that that then we lose the meaning in the work that we're doing. I guess it's something about feedback as well. You're not getting feedback. I mean, for me, working virtually with the podcast, it's quite rare to get get some really lovely, lovely emails about what's sending out. But it's not that immediate feedback that you get when you're doing a face to face course and people come up to go, oh, you know, that bit was helpful and can ask about this and it's just that much more Those distant. little moments isn't it I, I've noticed for me as a therapist I'm really I often make people cry well I don't make people cry but I, I allow a safe space and me? make people cry and I really like to give people tissues or, or go over and just pop my hand on their hand or something like that and I can't do that online so so I've created this new little habit of just saying I'd really love to give you a tissue and I kind of offer them one through the screen and we have this shared moment of like okay you can see and feel my emotion yeah and that can be a positive emotion or a negative one but it's a shared human experience and I think that's what's really important to us human beings and one of the keys to beating boredom or avoiding it is to stay connected with other people Um, and that is harder to do I think online yeah and I went out for a walk last night with a a friend and that was just lovely I felt much better after I'd come home we sat in her garden had a cup of tea and you know we could have had a zoom call we could have chatted on the phone it was so nice seeing face to face it added a, another dimension and a lot yeah. of us are looking forward to those first hugs when we're allowed oh, yeah. To yeah 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 so connecting with meaning really important but mm. also a lot of us are just sort of sitting here thinking oh, is this it is this this now what I'm doing for the next 12 months is you know and you talked mm. about challenge mm. why is it that human beings need challenge well, the short answer is without it, we get bored. <laughs> <laughs> 
we kind of just shrink and shrivel. Like, you know, we become socially withdrawn. Our brains don't function as well. We we just don't function as, you know, in our day-to-day life as well. So I think we need a certain amount of stress or challenge just to kind of keep us engaged and keep us going and keep our brains and our bodies active. And it doesn't have to be too much. You know, it can just be, it just is that feeling you get when you're interested in something. You know, like you, you can be uh, building a Lego set or, or it can be working with a patient or, but it's just that moment of thinking, oh, I'm doing something that's kind of asking something of me here. I'm having to kind of concentrate, I'm having to be alert, I'm having to engage with this to actually make this happen. It's that feeling. Yeah. There's some Maslow's hierarchy in there that's very, very famous and is taught on all this sort of education courses of that people need food, shelter, safety, and then they need sort of good relationships and stuff. But right at the top of that pyramid is self-actualization. And it's a, a very human thing that we need to reach mm. potential or be the best we can or just continue to develop. I, mean, I realise I sort of need a, di- a new challenge every, every five years. I need to almost do something completely different so that I can, you know, just challenge yeah. myself. I've managed to rein that in and do different things within what I'm already doing. Otherwise, <laughs> everyone gets really sick. You see this really commonly in doctors, but also in other professionals, that they'll often be in a job that they're interested in and that their training has kind of kept them engaged because they're changing every few weeks or few months to learn something new. Then they'll go into the work environment and everything's new again isn't it and you work through different jobs to kind of get better and learn new skills and then you often come to a point in your career where it all kind of just stops and gets a bit samey and we hear that a lot from sort of consultants or or GPs or people who've got to the point in their career in whichever profession they are where it's just okay I've I've kind of learned now how to do the job and I'm doing it every day what now is this Mm -hmm. it is that kind of feeling so we often see people quite bored at that stage and and I think what we're seeing in COVID at the moment is people confusing the two a little bit so because COVID has caused quite a bit of boredom because it's been quite samey in a lot of other ways like the news has been relentless and oh it's just another you know death toll figure or another update or another we then get to feel a bit bored generally and then we start to think oh well what can I change oh well I'll change my job my job isn't right but actually it might not be the job that's the problem it might be something else so I think there's a difference between a sort of short-term boredom that might be going on right now in COVID and a longer-term boredom of actually this isn't the right job for me or I need something a bit more in my job to keep me energized and invigorated. I think that's really wise advice I certainly have a baby out with the bathwater syndrome where I'm feeling a bit bored there's something wrong it's my entire life that's wrong let's just change everything actually when you stop and examine it it's none of that it's just things have been a bit samey and you know I find I've been doing a new course during COVID which I've really enjoyed actually and it's just been brilliant because it's stimulated my brain it's to do with my business and it's really sort of helped me sort of think about my strategy I've absolutely loved it and that has stopped me from really sinking into the sort of depths of oh you know is anything I'm doing making a difference and when when are we going to get out of this and I recognize that in myself yeah, what you've touched on there is the cure to boredom, isn't it? Is to be engaged and active in something that is interesting to you, that's meaningful to you, has a purpose and a meaning, but it's also something a bit new and it's connecting you with other people, other ways of thinking, new learning. And yeah, yeah, really important. And I think now is a good time, you know, to start to explore different ways of doing that for ourselves. I've always been a keen cross-stitcher and crafter, and I, but I've started to learn to do it in different ways to how I would normally. 
and like you with my business you know I've been learning new things new skills developing new pathways and things and I've been really enjoying an app recently called Blinkist which is one oh, of these yes. um, book summary apps where you get a book summarized in 15 minutes it's great it's like oh all those books I've always wanted to read but didn't have the time for you know yes. suddenly I can read them in 15 minutes and yeah. so yeah just something kind of connecting yeah. to the because if we don't do that what we tend to do is reach for unhealthy mechanisms I get it you'll push for time and with over 200 episodes how do you know which is going to be the one that lifts you out of the saucepan and back to thriving at work Never fear, the You Are Not A Frog podcast quiz is here. Find out if you're a super squirrel, brilliant badger or mighty mole and I'll send you a personalised playlist with the top five episodes that will make the biggest difference to you. Discover your top of the hops, top five episodes, sorry, and leap into your happiest thriving self again. Just go to youarenotafrog.com slash quiz. You know, I'm sure we've all done it, right? We've all been bored and we've reached for that bit of that snacking food or an extra drink of alcohol or, you know, maybe even other things. Like maybe we've tried to generate a bit of excitement in our lives, not knowingly, unconsciously, but maybe we've sort of picked a fight with our partner because we just want to have a bit of drama or a bit of something just to, you know, bring back a bit of a bit of something into mm. our lives. And that's the tendency when we're bored as humans will tend to go for the unhealthy ways to cope with it or is actually if we can redirect and go towards meaning and connection and doing something we enjoy yeah that's mm. a much healthier way so I have observed you know this sort of learning on the job really helpful and with a lot of sort of career coaching I, I've done with doctors it's not about getting a brand new career it's about maybe just doing a, a different course or taking on some responsibility within a department or a role within the practice which challenges them and they can learn in and that's all well and good but I guess what I worry about for people is, and I, I can see this in myself, is that if you're feeling a bit bored because of the same environment or, you know, this, the temptation is just to take on more and more stuff and get busier and busier. And yeah. I, I think that the cure to being bored is, is not to be busy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems a bit perverse, doesn't it? You think yeah. actually about not having enough to do, but actually what you don't want to do is have too much to do absolutely and doctors do that right it typically yeah. in high stress professionals we tend to take on more and more and more stuff and actually what, what I think I agree with you I think less is more and what I suggest to people is if you're feeling bored try to connect the meaning in what you're already doing so people who are bored by lockdown try and remember why it is that you're staying home you know but it's to help save lives right it's to help to stop the spread of the virus and if you can start to connect with that then that feeling of boredom lifts slightly because you are inherently what you're doing already becomes meaningful yeah. again so you know maybe you're a bit bored by your job well try and remember what was it about your job that you used mm -hmm. to love why is it you do this this is a choice that you do this job why are you choosing to do it every day why are you doing this job and not another job you know so just not adding in, as you say, new things necessarily straight away. You might want to take on a new hobby. That's fine. But again, not trying to do too much, yeah. adding in too much, but just where's the meaning and connection in what you already have and what you're already doing? So sometimes it's about going deeper rather than going broader. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have heard the quotes of the, the busy life is the empty life, which is interesting. And it's when you're really busy you yeah. find that life becomes quite empty because all you're doing is working and then you then you feel bored weirdly because it's like actually this is just the work and the work and the work and there's nothing yeah. else that's stimulating me or interesting me 
gosh is this all that life is about and I think that's just important to broaden it out to more than just work because we can be bored in many different areas and often yeah. boredom in one area will lead us to focus on another area mm. so we might actually be bored in our home life and so we end up working more or we're bored in our work life so we kind of avoid that a bit and we kind of focus in on something else over in another area of our life and so looking at the bigger picture maybe doing something like a life wheel where you look at all the different segments if you look google life wheels they'll come up loads of them on the internet you look at all the different parts of your life like your work your family love relationships community health finances and just look at where how things are and you might be surprised actually that there's an area of your life that you've not been attending to actually it's there that you need to look and think about you know maybe it's your relationship maybe your home life maybe health but yeah it's not all about work there's so- meaning and connection important in all areas yeah and I, I, yeah, listeners, yeah, do Google the Wheel of Life. It's really actually, we, I did that with my community the other day and it was really helpful. I was looking at it going, oh, I did it every months. Yeah. Just, just that I need to really focus on, which I haven't been, haven't been focusing. And I think often the temptation is as well with boredom is to, you know, my daughter said to me the other day, Mum, I've got nothing to look forward to. And, and some mm-hmm. of us really do have to have something to look forward yeah. to. How do we, get a little bit more content with the present well it's interesting because I'm hearing this a lot from doctors at the moment and the other professions I'm working with that particularly around the summer holidays coming up you know people really struggling with their plans maybe being cancelled or put on hold or the uncertainty of are we going to go away are we not what we're we going to do and not having those things that they would normally have to look forward to at this time of year and it's really important you know we're very time-based creatures so we do think about things from the past and we do think about things coming up in the future and your question is really pertinent I think you know how do we actually stay a bit more present and happy in the present moment and I think there's lots of ways we can do that actually I think there's lots of great techniques you can learn about things like mindfulness or meditation things like that that can help you to be a bit more present focused but I also think there's something about acknowledging that it's okay to want to look forward to something and actually if there's something coming up like say you've not got your holiday sorted maybe it's about actually sorting out something so that you can you know something take a bit of the uncertainty out so maybe you book that week of leave even if you don't know where you're going to go or maybe you decide okay well this is plan a but if plan a can't happen then we've got a plan b this is plan b because then knowing then you can look forward to it again so I think it's not always about shutting off looking towards the future I think that is important it is a nice thing that we do as humans and we need to do you know to have something to look forward to but if that thing that you're not either you don't have it to look forward to or it's there's uncertainty around it or something maybe start to think of how can I make that a little bit more certain in the circumstances because then it kind of sorts that out and it sits and then you can be more present it's like okay well what's going on today looking forward to that holiday but what's going on today does that make sense? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So it's that balance, isn't it? You know, yeah. yes, be be happy in the present, but... Be, but it is okay to want yeah. to look forward to things. That's a really normal part of being a human being, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hard when it's uncertain, though. It's really hard. It is really hard because the things we would normally be looking forward to and, and planning for, and we just don't know. And I think it's that thing about uncertainty, the lack of control. So I guess yeah. control is another another thing that probably plays into boredom. And I always talk about the, the zone of power, you know, that imagine, you know, you've got this blank slate that's everything in your life. And then you've got this this round circle and, and the things that are in your life that are under your control are in that circle. 
And maybe with boredom, what we need to do is think, actually, what is in my control that I can change, that I can do, I could. Exactly. So I might not be able to plan that exact holiday that I wanted to, but what can I plan? Mm. Well, we could we could go here instead or we could do that instead. Or even planning that I will book that time in my diary off work. I will book the annual leave and then there are things that we could do amongst that. Because the one thing we've um, noticed as well is that people are not taking leave or they're feeling guilty about taking leave and they're not taking the time off that they that they really need. I guess I guess oh, when you feel that really if you've yeah. been at home, yeah. why should you have to? T- why should you take time off because you've sort of been at home and it sort of feels like this weird working holiday for some people, even though it's not not been a holiday. And they maybe want to save it up as well because they're worried about what's to come and they might need it in the future and they'll enjoy it more then. But the problem is that's a bit of a false economy Mm. because we all need regular leave. I mean, I take one week off every six weeks because that for me just really helps me to manage my my work-life balance, my stress levels. I always know that there's that week coming up or I've just had one. You know, it's lovely. I never go more than three weeks before I'm closer to my next holiday again, which is such a nice That's a feeling great strategy I was going to write I that down take one week it. off every six weeks and I used to do it when I didn't have that much leave to take I mean I'm lucky enough to be in charge of my own calendar now but when I had my annual leave set what I used to do was deliberately put in the odd day here and there that was just so I always knew when the next one was because we need that that things aren't just going to be the same and this I think goes back to this idea of being bored and being about the sameness mm. it's like if you look ahead to the next three or six or 12 months and it all looks like it's going to be the same which it kind of feels a bit like it does it mm. will be at the moment right with covid and things we just don't know but things are going to carry on for a while we find that really difficult so having those things just booked in little things even if it's just one day or half a day where it's like that's going to be my special time to do this or that it just eases that sense of it's going to be the same every single day. Yeah, yeah. So changing things up, making sure things aren't the same. In fact, I ordered a new cookbook at the weekend because I thought, actually, I'm, I'm bored of what I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah, so things like that, just little changes are enough. And sometimes when I'm feeling really bored, even just getting out of the house, is, is yeah. just brilliant going for a, just my bike has been I've just loved it so much during lockdown and I feel like a completely different person when I get back I think this concept I was listening to a really good podcast Rangan Chatterjee's brilliant podcast he's a, a GP I think it's called live well feel better or something he had a guy called I think Alex Pang who's written a book about rest and taught they talked about deep play and deep mm-hmm. play being this incredibly important way that we switch off but then we process everything so you know this concept of taking time off being so important and I think when we get really bored it's probably because our brains have just been going too long we've got stuck in this rut and and a lot of of us think I don't want to learn anything new because I'm too knackered to do that but actually then taking some time to rest to do a a hobby that's good for you or some exercise or play tennis or get out in the garden or something will allow your brain to start to process then you'll be able to maybe make some decisions about what you can do maybe I need to do a course in that or contact this person or set up this thing yeah yeah, just naturally they will bring us out of boredom naturally if we give them space and boredom isn't a bad thing it's a really normal common emotion and actually sometimes just allowing it a little bit you know just doing nothing is okay I have nothing days where I have nothing Mm. at all and no idea what I'm going to do and it's okay you know just Mm. get I think as you've alluded to we get on kind of automatic pilot we get used to just being in the rat race just doing 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 
and actually we get quite scared of those mm. moments where we're bored or we have nothing to do but there's nothing to be scared of really because mm. being bored is not that bad it's just another feeling and it will pass and mm. actually just allowing a bit of space for your brain like you say maybe you just shift your environment a little bit go and be bored walking around the garden rather than in the house or mm. you know sitting in a different chair to the one you normally sit in yeah just be bored allow it see what happens it's interesting we don't get bored on well I never get bored on holiday Right. Because yeah. even though I, I'm not working, I've always got books yeah. to read or things to do or people to see. Yeah. So this feeling of boredom is not about not having things to do, is it? It's just this, it really it's more of a, maybe we shouldn't call it boredom, we should just call it restlessness. Well, that's interesting because actually when you think about boredom, you think about a really flat state, don't you? Like, oh, I'm so bored. But actually quite often people experience it as a real, like a restlessness, like a real sort of like, oh, what can I, what should I do now? Like I've got, irritation. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually if we can just ease into that and just be like, well, I don't have to do anything or I could do anything. It kind of just relaxes a bit and then mm. you'd be surprised, you know, see where that takes you. So just to sort of summarise a bit about our discussion. So we talked about when you're bored, try collecting, connecting with meaning, try to think about a challenge, you know, try to take, take on a, a challenge that will sort of kickstart you a bit. But also don't overcompensate by <laughs> changing everything, by stopping your job, by changing mm. your partner, selling your children, all that sort of thing. Don't, you know, it, it, I think in these times it's quite dangerous and you can really throw the baby out with the bathwater. And often mm. it's just small things that need to change. And often actually it's not doing more and packing more into your life to become more busy. It's actually about going a bit deeper with a few things and taking some time off and and recharging. And that will really help the boredom and the restlessness. Absolutely. And if this is you know, the point in your life when you're going to realise that you do need to make a big change, like maybe you are in the wrong relationship or the wrong job, that will become clear over mm. time. You know, you don't need to rush to do that, make that decision today. Yeah. If this is the right time for you to make a big change, then that will, you know, you'll keep getting that message. Yeah. Um, so just leaning into it and listening and yeah, but for most people, I suspect the boredom will pass and they'll become energised again and more reinvigorated and we'll just go through a natural cycle mm. like we normally mm. do. I think that's really good advice because I know that, yeah, when I've just felt this real boredom and like I need to change things, everything yeah. else then got better, but the same thing has still been bothering me about the set, you know, and I think actually, yeah. no, it is that, it is that that needs to be well, changed. We're a bit like magpies. We get kind of distracted by the obvious shiny thing, right? <laughs> and then we miss the fact that there's this big thing over here that we're not looking yeah. at. And if we just, so if we just hold back and we don't go for the shiny thing straight away, we'll be able to see, do I really want that shiny thing? Is it really mm. shiny or is it just mm. a glint of, you know, something in the sun that is nothing or actually do I need to be looking at something else and so again doing less <laughs> yeah because when we are bored and restless and anxious it's really difficult to decide what it is that that's... and we don't have to decide I think our brains want to right our brains want to be like why am I bored what's going on what do I need to do but actually we don't need to know it's okay all right well I'm bored it will pass it always does right no feeling ever lasts forever yeah I think also get sense check it with friends because yeah. I am dreadful for this and so yeah. I often said to, you know it's, I've got a couple of really close friends and I'll be going oh I'm feeling like this and they'll be going Rachel you know <laughs> this happens to yeah. pretty every, yeah, much, every six months like this. yeah <laughs> you just changed that so yeah. what is it really and they'll sit me down and we'll talk through you know what actually what is it even even just identifying the issue 
yeah. is really important. I guess I would encourage you know, people to talk to friends, get some coaching, yeah. talk to, yeah. you know, do the will well, of life. I, you often ask me my top two tips, but my top two tips are the connect to the meaning and connect to others. Because, yeah, absolutely, boredom is always nicer with someone else. And often it helps us to bring us out of that boredom as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess my top two tips would be, yeah, don't make massive changes whilst you're bored. You know, actually figure out what it is that's the problem. (laughs) And then often what you need to do is just, like you said, take up, you know, do a course or learn something new give yourself a cup of tea with a different hand you know just even something simple like that yeah learn to make sourdough bread or something that's just something new and different and often that's enough that's enough to combat and then you can make your decisions with it with a clear head and go actually you know that it was that job it or it was that bit of the job that i need to stop then maybe there is another path to take for you but yeah yeah and i guess that's Drilling down to what is it that you need? What do I need now? Is that question we've been talking about the whole way through COVID is the one question is what do I need? Brilliant. So any other tips you want to give people or is that your two main tips? Connect to meaning, connect to others. Anything else? Uh, No, connect to the meaning, connect to others. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, Caroline, thank you so much. That's been really helpful. And as ever, if you want to contact us, all the links are in the show notes, bottom of the show notes. Like we said, you know, doing everything virtually, it's difficult to get feedback. So we'd love to hear from you any feedback about the podcast or anything you'd like us to talk about. You can either email us or leave some suggestions or comments in the reviews. We'd love you to to leave us some reviews. That'd be really, really helpful. And yeah, we just can't wait till lockdown is finished and we can maybe see some people in person. But until then, we will keep going with the podcast episodes and hope that they're helpful for you. So, thank you so much, Caroline, for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. Please subscribe to my You Are Not a Frog email list and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, then please leave me a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. So keep well, everyone. You're doing a great job. You got this.